0: One of the greatest fights in the series never even happened. One Punch Man chapter 168, we officially have time travel being introduced to the series. And the fact that Saitama learned this from Garu as a technique just is mind-blowing. Who knows if Saitama is going to remember this once he fused back with his past body. Saitama sneezing his way out of the sun, not sneezing, farting his way out of the sun was just One Punch Man humor maxed out. And even sneezing away a whole entire planet, or at least half of a planet, I believe what, there's still uh, Jupiter or Uranus, one of those two planets, it was mind-blowing, mind-boggling. And the way everything just went full circle, from being one of the strongest people, no one has been able to match you, you finally find your match, and then you get to a point where you exceed the growth of your opponent, Starting off in the beginning, Saitama, Garo throwing each other, throwing the punches through the hyper gates, going back and forth. And Saitama, even to the, you know, getting sort of frustrated that Garo said, I'm, you know, he's going to copy everything he does to surpass him. That's the whole point, besides, you know, the fact that he killed, (laughs) the fact that he killed Genos. That's the whole point. They're even fighting the way they are. And Garou just progressively getting angrier, and I've been speaking about it. But every single time Saitama and Garu, uh, Garu are drawn, Saitama having that shadow, that dark tint on his face, always is sort of painting him in this fight as like the antagonist. You know, at certain moments, I'm even rooting for Garu. I'm like, come on, you could you could definitely keep throwing some punches. Now, I'm not expecting new transformation every other minute, but if you have all these techniques from your martial arts, that could be the slight edge. We all know we're rocking with Saitama here, and the chart that was introduced. You know, at first we see the progression and how Saitama has just surpassed Garu's strength. But the fact that Garu and Saitama were as close as they were—that's a lot of credit to Garu, especially you know God's power that he got powered up. But. We don't ever get power scaling like this. We don't have a graph detailing us all right how close someone is to the to the other person's powers. We just base it off, all right, he's able to beat him, he could survive that, he's able to beat this, that's their weakness. Y'all know the deal. But to see on a graph that Garu was just slightly underneath Saitama, and then that exponential growth that occurred at Saitama, just giving him the beats. Like I love the fact he's sticking him right in the face. Oh, let's go back to the graph. Sticking him back in the face. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to the graph to the point where even Garu is sort of giving up. I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't say giving up, but he's questioning what's going on to the point where he starts viewing Saitama as the monster, which, you know, towards the end, whenever that little kid is dead and Garu basically killed everyone with his radiation, the fact that he's viewing Saitama at this point as a monster and he's Basically murdered, I don't want to say humanity, but anybody in that general area just shows how ridiculous Saitama's power is at this point. Now, like all good things in Saitama's life, eventually just having a fight like this where even though it's mainly influenced from the death of a close friend, he gets bored. I want to say bored, but at the same time, it was the panel where he was about to sneeze. At first it was like, ah, I'm like, okay. Is he gonna, did he get tired? And no, he just needs to wait half a planet. But even the quotes that we have in the panel, there was no longer anybody left to measure what level Saitama's strength had reached. Garu was there. He's been the closest that I'm not gonna say ever. We still got the rest of this series until it's over. This is the closest we've ever seen someone get to his level. Almost, I wouldn't say equal, but get close to it. But Saitama just leveled up. And when he blows away the planet, that's just an insane, an insane panel colored to going off. Your, yeah, I think that is Jupiter. I believe that's Jupiter. I, I know I forgot my planets. I mean, how how often do you guys know visually how these planets look? I get them mixed up. Don't blame me. But sneezing away the gas giant to the point where you could even see the core, Garu completely. <laughs> Yo, what's going on here? And the thought to be like, yo, the sun? Right, I'll teleport him to the sun. And I'm a bit confused. I'm going to need y'all to help me out. It looks like the sun, I don't want to say blew up, but there was definitely some type of flare. Because if the sun would have blown up, that solar system would have been done. Done deal. Questionable, I don't want to say too questionable. If Saitama would have survived that. But I was just like, nah, that that must have been a slight flare. Because if, if the sun blew up, <laughs> that's the end of the series. End of the chapter. And Garu's speed from that point from Jupiter all the way to the sun, all happening in the span of a couple of seconds. I know with Garu, he has the hyper gates, the warp gates, wormholes. I'm going to just call them wormholes for the sake of simplicity. He's able to escape easily, but hilariously, Saitama farting his way out of that flare mini explosion just to stick him right in the face back to the planet. It's, it's going in the books. It's going in the books, especially, and this man got no clothes on. He's, you know, cheeks all exposed in space, entering a wormhole, gassing his way through the solar system. I would have never imagined like this, that, wow, hold on, take two. I would have never imagined the sentence that I just said being used for One Punch Man. But at the same time, you know how goofy it gets. I could imagine it, maybe slightly. All right, there was a thread. Where somebody predicted it. I don't know. Maybe they saw a very raw scan of the chapter. But they predicted similar events to what happened in this chapter. And the fact that it came true is like. <laughs> seeing as how One Punch Man goes in some hilarious directions. There's got to be like the off chance that the most ridiculous prediction can come true. But going on to here. Going back into the planet Saitama. Stopping Garu. So seeing the Afterlife. What a, what, a, what a humble guy, just stopping the rage, stopping any, I don't think he had any bloodlust after it was just, all right, I'm, I'm mopping the floor with this guy. But that's whenever we get the statement of, you know, what it means to be a hero, something Saitama has been striving to achieve throughout the series that's very underplayed and that I heavily value in one punch man because as fun as it is to see an overpowered character that's able to destroy everything in one punch as far as a hero what are the burdens and the responsibilities that come with it and at moments where your best friend just died you're meeting a guy that arguably exterminated all life in that area and you're still holding back me personally I don't think it's time to be a hero if everyone's already dead if you want to stick to your guts you want to pull a Batman hey it is what it is What? I love that that message or you know that general idea of being a hero is still being pushed for Saitama and it's something that he's striving for because as far as uh, his physical strength, as far as opponents, they ain't really they there ain't really competition for him so to go that route and then Garu witnessing the little kid being dead I didn't say I wouldn't say it made my heart drop, but it goes to show you that Garu as much as he wanted to be a monster, even though He did it. He killed people. He still had a soft spot. Was this really the route he wanted to go? And even though Saitama, with that hero monologue that he gave very briefly, he also kept the promise for the kid not to kill Garu, Which was touching. That was a little bit touching. And Garu going on in this speech, how if I can't beat you, I can't become absolute evil. And then the hero that takes me down says I'm not cut out to be a hero. You could at least act like one. And then, you know, if you... If you could have just killed me with a smug look on your face, waving around your crazy idea of justice, I could have gone out like true evil. On the surface, yes, Garu would have gone out like true evil. But deep down, his feelings inside wasn't completely evil. He he had to push himself to commit actions that you cannot come back from. But even then, he wasn't even able to convince himself. And it's very well done. Very well done. And the whole analogy, or I wouldn't say analogy, but the fact that Garrow was clinging, you know, to save the boy. You, and Saitama like saying, you weren't just clinging to, to him for support. And then you see right inside Thomas' hand, Genos, and then the statement is, is, that what you're doing right now. There's no way a person with that kind of power can keep in their right mind. Just throws everything to that point whenever it looked like they were about to sit down and just talk it out we get it we get it. i would say this is a better way of handling it because we got a dope ass fight with it If it would have just been a conversation if we would have went it's like going in naruto if naruto never fought pain and he just went straight to nagato and talked, it's like no no we need the fight to come with it now at this point i'm gonna let the writing It's okay, the fact that this technique he's mentally been preparing to time travel just sort of popped up. But I'm just happy it happened. And we had to find some way to bring everybody back to life. There's nobody here to make a wish. We don't got no Dragon Balls. We don't got Ido Tensei techniques. So I guess we could throw time travel in here. And I wonder what the uh, effects are going to be from this time travel. And also, where's Blast? Did he die? Did he just go back to his universe? I don't know. There's a couple questions I have about this. Anyhow. Saitama, just with a straight face, just like, what? I mean, all right. Teaching him a time-traveling technique while God is taking his power. And then, he, you know, he has salt in his mouth. Saitama's still being distracted, but actually focusing. And we get this little bit of particles and antiparticles generated in pairs by Garus and Tez cosmic ray. And then the subatomic particles moving in opposite directions. Blah, 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 blah. Bunch of science stuff. And Saitama pulls a flash, goes back in the time like Garu, At least... Present Garu, future Garu, turns to stone after getting his power stripped away from God. And I'm loving the setup here. From the spine on the moon, which we know Saitama doesn't know, the fact that God's power is able to bring someone like Garu to Saitama's level and Saitama being the only person that could potentially surpass God himself. It's a hella buildup, man. Hella buildup. I'm loving the way this is set up. And then that one punch he threw right back. That they threw in the beginning hits Garu in the past to the point where technically it did he even take one punch, a negative punch, if you will. The one punch he threw in the future went through in the past. And it was a done deal. You gotta love it. Zero punches. A bit confused on Saitama's old body fusing with his new one and whether he still remembers anything that happened in the future or if he will remember. And it's, it's funny because he's tripping over Genos's um, core. Like, yo, what's going on? And then immediately gets the Vegeta treatment. I mean, Genos. Genos treatment or Gohan, whichever one you want to call it. Vegeta doing the same thing. Gohan doing the same thing. headbutt butt to the stomach. We make it work. We make it work. End of the chapter. Great. And going from here we're definitely going to get a change up as far as when Blast is going to be introduced. Potentially. We don't know what the consequences of time traveling in this universe are going to have. We don't know if there's going to be any time traveling you know, overlords, guardians that watch over the timeline and now Saitama's on the radar. But now we're going to see another Saitama potentially. Saitama-Goru confrontation. And we'll see how this goes from here. I, I, as far as theories... As of right now, I don't got nothing. Love the chapter, but I'm always iffy when it comes to time travel. When it comes to time travel, it can make or break a story. Because if we start forgetting you know, rules that have been applied for the time travel, then we get the plot holes. Y'all know how it goes. Right now, we just know it's been done. We don't got no official rules. But if that's something, we're going to continue going in the future at some point. Time travel returns. We're going to need some rules laid down. One Punch Man chapter 186. Yeah. 186, right? Great. Amazing. Good stuff. Catch you guys on the next one.